The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going completely off script. Joining me is my head of content production, my chief of staff, the man behind the podcast, Mr. Todd Hines. And today, Todd and I are going to continue our solo act, our unscripted conversation about what's happened for the MarTech Podcast in 2022 by talking about how we built content as a service. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Mr. Todd Hines, the head of content operations and my chief of staff here at I Hear Everything. Todd, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Part two, let's get after it. Thanks, Ben. We're making this up as we go, let's be honest. We're not writing intros, we're not writing scripts, we just turn the microphone on and we're going. And yesterday, we talked about what happened in 2022. And it was a big year. We rebranded the company, we started content as a service, we rebuilt a sponsorship model. Company's revenue have grown to over half a million dollars. I wish all of that was gross profit, but hey, half a million dollars of revenue, nothing to sneeze at. So let's talk a little bit about the reason why we decided to rebrand the company so Todd, tell everybody here why we decided to build content as a service. So MarTech podcast, first podcast, Voices of Search podcast, second podcast. When you start to do the same thing multiple times, you realize the things that you're repeating. You realize ways that you can automate certain processes and turn these one-offs into standard ways that you do things. So over time, the first podcast, the first two podcasts we do, we start to figure out how to make those repeatable and then how to almost turn those into products in and of themselves. So what came out of that was just this model of being able to, n- number one for ourselves, figure out how to replicate the action of creating, launching, operating, growing a podcast for ourselves. And then we figure out, okay, we can apply this formula to other brands and help other organizations do the same thing. And so that was what started the content as a service. So that's been an organic, natural progression for us. I think about a philosophy that we've had, which is when something is painful to do that we're doing in a repeated process, we need to figure out a way to automate it, figure out a way to document it and hand it to somebody else to do because it's pain in the ass and I don't want to do it. 
we started this off with our first podcast. I realized that editing podcasts is really, really hard, mostly when you don't know what you're doing like I didn't. <laughs> so I went in, out and found our famous, lovely editor, Panos, and he's now edited 1,400 episodes of the MarTech podcast. We had to figure out what our standard operating procedure was when we were doing our show notes, our quotes, our copywriting, our guest communications, every step of the way. And we started relying on, at first it was Asana, and then we went to Airtable, and finally we landed on Monday.com. And to me, that really unlocked an incredible amount of opportunity for us, because not only were we able to create this sort of standardization in our workflows, but we were able to build a lot of automations. And once we unlocked that, we had built an actual technology-driven process that we could quickly and easily copy and replace. And to me, that seemed like it was something that would be valuable to other people that were interested in creating the type of content that we are. So Todd, we started off with the Revenue Generator podcast as our first content as a service client. Our dear Doug Bell is the host of the podcast. What do you remember about starting our first content as a service client? One of the first things that we do is we copy the infrastructure, you could call it the different templates and the boards within monday.com that we use to manage the entire workflow around any given podcast. So I guess number one is just copying the infrastructure and the automations that we use to organize this whole thing and to prompt our various team members, editors, writers, publishers to uh, do their various parts throughout a piece of content. Gaining traction is one of the things that really sticks out to me. That's something that we realized is actually a significant body of work up front to just copying the mechanics of a podcast. And it's pretty basic. But when you start to get into the actually networking with the first cohort of guests, the founding guests, you could say, tapping into the network and attracting people, those first group of speakers to come onto a podcast, it really doesn't have a lot of traction yet is something I remember doing. And thanks to Doug's excellent help and your ability to tap into your network, we were able to do that to bring on that first group of guests. And so I guess all this to say that just gaining that initial traction is one of the things that really sticks out to me. And I think we did a good job of it. And that's something that as we continue to bring more podcasts on, I look forward to getting more efficient with that. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. 
Mutinex Growth OX. Your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Yeah, it's one of the things, and I'll clarify here. When you say gaining traction, you're talking about in terms of content production. Yeah, exactly. So I think that what we learned with our first two content as a service clients where we're helping brands create their own podcasts was we need to work together very closely with them to tap into the network that they have to have essentially the company's friends and family come on as the first, I don't know, 10 guests. We need introductions to 10 people that we're going to coordinate an interview with. And so whoever the host is going to be, let's get their closest contacts, do the coordination for them. So the first people that they're interviewing are people that they feel comfortable with, that they're able to have casual conversations. And then they've sort of gotten into the rhythm of becoming a podcast host. And to me, that was one of the challenges I knew that we would be able to process content and publish it effectively. What I think the big learning for this year once we launched our content as a service was how do we train people to feel comfortable so they can be their true authentic selves behind the microphone? And I feel like putting people that they are already familiar with up front as they're recording their first episodes made them feel more comfortable. Now, then once we've got past that first, I don't know, eight to 10 episodes, and for anybody that's starting a podcast, whether it's with us or whether it's on your own, you got to do your first eight to 10 episodes before you really feel like you know what you're doing. Now, after that, I feel like we also stumbled into something that allowed us to help. Maybe this is our unfair advantage, but tell everybody how we've been able to fill the void and, and be able to find and source great guests for the podcast that we've been producing that are not necessarily people that are our friends and family. I think you're referring to our relationships with PR agents who we've worked with now over the course of several years. You say it so quickly and so matter of fact, but building those relationships, understanding not only who the people that are our guests, but all the people that put work into suggesting representatives from their company come on one of our other podcasts. Well, we decided that those relationships we didn't decide. So well, we realize how valuable those relationships are. We've had something like 400 different PR reps reach out to us to have them be guests on the MarTech podcast. And those relationships are relevant because guess what? If you're a PR rep at a big company and you want to have your head of marketing technology come on the MarTech podcast, you might also have somebody in your company that is a brand marketer that would be a fit for one of our other podcasts. So we've realized that building out the relationships with people that are scheduling podcasts, the PR reps that are out there, really helped us tap in and make it easy to be able to create content at scale, find great guests to be on the new shows that we've launched. One of the things that I feel like is a little underrated, and for anybody that's starting a podcast, look, whether it's our content as a service model or not, growing a podcast from the beginning can be challenging. And there's four ways or four things that you need to really think about when you're going into podcasts. Viral, organic, paid, and partnerships. Virality is who are you going to have on the show and how are they going to be able to share that content? You need to reach out to your guests and ask them to share the content with their audience. Organic is how much content are you going to create? How much are you going to be in the app store so people can search for and find the content that you're creating, even if it's long tail. It's basically SEO for podcast. 
You've got your paid. There are different ways to go and buy downloads, to buy listeners. We are a huge fan of the Mopod team. Great for sourcing downloads, uh, building your followers, your subscriber base. They do audio ads as well. One of the biggest secrets for us to be able to grow podcasts is working with the Mopod team. And then, of course, there's partnerships. Who are the people that you already know? What are the content assets that you already have relationships with? As you start to think about growing podcasts, there is no real silver bullet. It is getting great content produced, having enough content to be able to launch the show, having a team to be able to process that content to get it from the start of the assembly line to the end. And then once you have it, how are you going to promote it? And that's a lot of what we focused on is automating that process with our content as a service. So Todd, our goal next year is to get to supporting 10 podcasts, whether they are existing podcasters who we are assuming their production responsibilities or just starting new podcasts. Tell me about your biggest fear. When you think about next year, as we start to bring on a new podcast every six weeks, what are you worried about and what are you excited about? Well, I'll start what I'm excited about, and that is the opportunity to get even more efficient with what we're doing and also to uncover areas that might currently be blind spots, basically areas where we are going to be stretched and we're going to be pushed. And then we have this chance to build new things, to make our lives easier, to make the results better for our clients and, and all the people we work with, to make better content that our guests are excited to share. And just growth in general is exciting. And I know it's going to be as we scale, there are going to be challenges. So discovering some weak points that we might not see now and then working through those is exciting. And would you say, what am I concerned about? What I want to say is essentially, Ben, you can help me with this. It's that I want to make sure that we can reach the right people. So it's like, I know we have a great product. It's basically, I'm trying to say my concern is, can we reach enough people at the right time to convince them that we're incredibly valuable for their brand. Yeah, it's funny. We've got into this business where it's kind of like being an SEO. You can get an email from somebody who is an SEO that says, hey, I'm going to get your stuff to rank number one on Google. And they have no idea what they're doing. And it's just a spam email. Or you can go pay tens of thousands of dollars for the world-class SEO consultant that can actually do what they say. And we're in podcast production. Anybody can go get a Squadcast or a Riverside account, press record, turn on the mics and just go. What's the difference between them and us? And then actually thinking through the differentiation for me as a marketer has been challenging this year. You know, we think about not only are we doing content production, we're doing sort of the managed service of finding and sourcing the guests, we're doing the podcast growth. But to me, the biggest differentiator is our ability to not only help people produce the content and get it out there, but also move beyond the awareness driving impact of podcasting right? To be able to understand who's listening to their podcast and retarget them with some of their other marketing efforts, drive them into their newsletter, to be able to retarget them, to get them into their demand generation funnel. To me, that's our secret sauce and maybe something that we have to polish and work through in terms of our positioning and our packaging. But it's not just about pressing record, getting a podcast into Apple, Every once in a while, you can go off script like what we're doing right now, but you really have to have a thoughtful process for understanding how you're going to create content. And that's really what we've focused on this year and are excited to continue to do next year. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mr. Todd Hines, the head of content production and my chief of staff here at I Hear Everything. 
If you'd like to get in touch with me or Todd, well, you can go to martechpod.com. That's our website. You can ask us questions. You can sign up for the Martech Weekly Newsletter. You can also reach us on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want daily marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.